Hello, welcome to the 40k Spice Center. I'm your host, Rob, and three other incredible guests. Nick, the fit, uh, per. Hey, Nick, how are you? Hello. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, what, what is that? What the fuck is happening? What's that on the front of Hello, fellow kids. I've been told Logan, recently that I'm not. Is. I've been told recently that I'm not loud enough on the show. So I've decided to cosplay the loudest person that I know. Who's me? Yeah. <laughs> is, is that the Necron's hat? Please tell me that's the Necron's hat. Yes. There <laughs> the it Necron's is. Necron's great again. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Put it back. Put it back. So, um, Absolutely. I'm horrific. trying to channel Rob so I can be as loud oh, as possible dear. on the show. Okay. Don't don't forget, loud doesn't mean relevant or important at all. So that's that's really all key. correct. That yeah, is all correct. <laughs> Especially true in America. Thanks, Paul Grima, for resubscribing. I'm obviously joined by Tom. The WTC is the best, and I hate everyone in America. Leighton. I don't. Not everybody. Just most. Just a select few. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Logan, I have opinion, Sammer. In the house. Oh, is that my that my identity? Hello. Ha anyway. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> that I forgot to do a tweet. Hold up. I've got to find some content, man. I need to tweet it out. Right, you tweet it out. You tweet uh, saves uh, live. So I'd like you to do that. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, in on Twitch. Thank you for joining us live. Thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast. Stay hydrated, and thanks to all the YouTube thugs, and of course to everyone on Patreon. You guys are great, wonderful. In fact, uh, today's there's there's so much spice today. There's a load of spicy stuff. We're going to talk about the Jukari menace. We're going to talk about the ACO. Uh, plagiarizing. That's... that's oh, no. <laughs> oh! You, you, mean, you yeah. mean changing their rules pack to include the WTC FAQ but definitely wasn't there beforehand? Something like that. But you more <laughs> on that later. We're going to talk about paid playtesters. And then uh, uh, the main focus, or maybe some of the focus, I guess, is going to be on playtesters uh, and whether or not they should play inside of tournaments. Before we do any of that, uh, we're going to catch up with our co-host. As our special guest today, Logan, uh, let's catch up with you. How are you? Are you well? What's been going yeah, on? Yeah, no, I'm good. Uh, gyms are open, so I've been active. Um, yeah, the world's slowly starting to get back to normal. So the 13 events that I've signed up for, um, I'm probably going to have to cancel some of those, which is a shame. But uh, yeah, like opportunities are popping back up again. Um the esports the e events are starting to roll out once more, and hopefully the music stuff happens as well real soon. Oh, um, that'd be nice. So, yeah, yeah be nice. I'm actually, uh, next month, uh, my club opens, so I, I'm back, um, and I don't want to be. <laughs> 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 I, like, I saw a bar manager I saw the other day. He's like, <laughs> I don't know how to stay up till four o'clock anymore. I was like, me either. Like, what do we do? Yeah, uh, sadly, sadly, that, lockdown Rob. has meant that I stay up till four o'clock every day now. So uh... yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been an early riser. I've been trying that out. Uh, yeah, Nick, <laughs> I'm going to go back to it a bit. I don't know. I'm going to at least try it. I don't know. Maybe I won't do it. We'll see. Um, Nick, you, how have you been? What's catch us up, loud Nick? <laughs> well, I have. Uh, I've been. Uh, I've started a new project yesterday. A new uh, gaming project. So I'll show everyone the first project of this. So I have a a slight obsession with making uh, games, but really small. So <laughs> I like playing Space Hulk. So recently, uh, well, recently, a couple of years ago, I made uh, a miniaturized version of Space Hulk using um, epic scale miniatures as the models. So here it is. It's in a box. It's all fully magnetized. 
That's amazing. That's actually pretty cool. Okay. That's rad. Oh, that's like you guys can see that. There you yeah. go, all the time set up. Um, so the instead of Terminators, they're the uh, just epic scale Marines, and then epic scale uh, Termagants and things like that. There's what a is that a Space like Hulk it. for ants? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, a, it's a travel version of Space Hulk that I made. Oh yeah, playing the car. That's fucking class. It's like ready exactly. to create Space Hulk. Right. <laughs> Long car journeys. I'm fucking sorted. It's got a bit of Space Hulk on the go. So uh, the next uh, miniature project I'm embarking on is uh, Star Trek Attack Wing or X-Wing, basically. So I've got some little miniature Klingon ships here. About that size, um, so that's uh, that's the start of it. So I'm just going to do that, but uh, Star Trek that way. Nick, like, because I remember like travel games. I know now we've all got like a Wii, or like you don't have to like try and wait for every light to go past in the car so you can see your Game Boy screen. That's not a thing no more. Like, or, like see a just... yellow car punch your brother or someone. <laughs> Like, and you can just play games on your phone. But there's got to be a market for magnetizable war games, right? Miniature magnetizable war games. MMWs, if you will. I think, yeah, I think it's the next big thing. Internet. Who needs the internet and technology when you've got magnets? It's a fad. Maybe the Zoomers will go back to real life. That's what they'll do. Uh... (laughs) War games are coming back, aren't they? They are, yeah. But someone is in the chat. Can someone get Nikos a laptop or a switch? But apparently, you're you're not into that. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Is it like is it like hipsters that buy vinyl? Is that kind of like the same thing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might all be hipsters, gaming hipsters. Hey, do you want to play The Witcher? No, but I'll play the Witcher miniature game. Okay. I backed the Kickstarter two years ago. Yeah, that's how you know you're the cool kid. Uh, talking about cool kids, Tom Layton in the house. What's going on? Fuck. Uh, nothing, mate. Nothing. I've Something. played a lot of TTS. And by a lot of TTS, I mean I spent a lot of time trying to reconnect to that fucking pile of shit. It's been a, it's been an interesting week, mate. Uh, I've played Grey Knights on Friday in the Northern Irish scrim we're doing. I played uh, Drakari versus Drakari uh, in the Scottish League, and TTS kicked me out over three dozen times. And then I played uh, what did I play? I played Harlequins versus Sisters in the Northern Irish scrim again on the Sunday. And apart from that, I've still been assembling my oh shit my Indomitus box, which has been cool i've almost finished that now so maybe i can actually assemble something fun like 40 odd uh, necron spider legs for my that team looks like Sentinel. an official forge world bag what it on is earth are you doing world. with one of those I know. i've I not know. seen one of those in years hey, look at this look at all these parts mate look at this fucking hell why did i buy this so i bought this so i wouldn't have to pay postage on my compendium that i bought um oh so, so I, okay uh, Look at all these legs, mate. Look at this shit. Yeah, I've that's got a lot. All of those. What is it you're building? Ooh, it's a next. Necron Canoptic Tomb Sentinel. The, the oh, okay, the big one. It's the yeah, big the, the millipede centipede thing that you get. Yeah, yeah the millipede. Yeah, that you get for the Necrons. Because I thought it looked cool. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm, if ever you want to get uh, I, any of those Forge World models, there's a fella down the car boot now who does that like every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I reckon uh, a Nottingham I'm, car I'm boot, you could do some knockoff I have the hair of a man losing to Drakari on TTS. I won, actually, you fucking cheeky cunt. You <laughs> lo- you won with Drakari, though, or against? Yeah, yeah, against, against Drakari. Well, but Drakari won, so, I mean, you know. But you won with Drakari. 
Yeah, I mean, the so, main story. So the Jakari won, and you were just there. Uh, do you know yeah. what the good thing about that is? <laughs> I have to say, the, the amusing thing about Jakari mirror matches is it always brings down the overall ring weight, regardless yeah. of who wins. <laughs> so, good. Hey, so good. I'm quite pleased with it, because I played that one. I went first and won, and in the previous round, because it's in the Scottish Knockout Tournament, I played Drakari versus Drakari as well, and I went second in one. So, I mean, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't control it, mate. The, the Mirror King is just, you know, it's too powerful. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, well, that your, is that your nickname, Tom, the Mirror King? I, I mean, I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, you picked it yourself. You gotta like. I think most people don't get given nicknames. You just gotta start calling it yourself. Like Scarry's called Scar. Like, like I mean, like, I he, mean he decides he that kind of to do that shit though. Like, let's be honest. You gotta pick like, a name. You have to pick your own nickname. Fuck you know. I mean, you pick one before someone gives you one. That's hey, key. It's space like that's tiny. Well, let's. Yeah. We're not doing an unboxing. Yeah, it took me. It took me years to get out of the nickname <laughs> Swat. Unboxing cool. legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you give it to yourself? Is the real question. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I thought that like, someone told me it meant something else. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, good point, Tom, bringing up the Jukari, uh, because we can talk about the Jukari menace as the first topic on today's Spice Center. Uh, obviously, just to catch up on real quick, what's happening in 40k? If this is the only 40k you show, you listen to as it should be. The um, we are waiting for the Admech book to come out. Uh, all of the reveals have gone off this week. They're looking good, especially uh, especially good if you're one of the fellows who likes orange boys like I do. Uh, all my guys are orange, and we've still got that plus one damage on our plasma shot, so hype about that. Uh, but we'll see how the actual uh, army pans out when the actual book uh, gets released. And it's on pre-order this weekend, which means next week we'll get to talk about it, which is I'm very excited about. Uh, so yeah, that's that's, that's going to be fun. Um, and then there's not really much other news other than it, we're not too far away, but weeks away from the first patch for ninth edition. Oh no, second patch. We had one all the way back in January, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so the second patch for 40k, and the first one was fairly significant, right? What was in it again? I can't remember. Uh, the switch to f- on first turn, you roll off and you must go first, and also ah, end of turn and also end of game scoring. Oh, so yeah. those are pretty significant as well as points changes. Uh, so and also like, one and of a the few secondaries, secondaries as well. Yeah. yeah, a few secondaries changed point. Like, yeah, so some pretty, pretty huge structural changes, and I think we're only a few weeks away from more of that, as well as pot- potentially uh, terrain uh, maps for the GTs, like we discussed last week. On the back of the conversation last week, very quickly, I just want to ask Logan, Tom, and Nick. Do you happen to have seen Warhammer World has opened up again? They're using mats as opposed to... uh, Thank fuck for that. But where are they getting the mats from? A great question. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine because it's Games Workshop, instead of approaching a company that specialises in making mats, they've just gone, Larry from the factory, do you know... He knows someone who's dumb! (laughs) (laughs) Give him 300 grand and he'll give us about five mats and then we'll sell him for 120 quid. Lovely. They literally did that to Rob. Like, he knows someone. It is 30 grand. (laughs) When Rob showed up with that streaming setup, it was the fucking funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life because obviously I didn't know Rob, but I knew about streaming. So when I saw the equipment that Rob rocked up with to do a fucking top down and a little commentator setup and the equipment that he had to do it, fucking hell, that was a lot of money spent. Jesus H. Christ. But I did write a business plan for that. I'll have you know. Yeah. Like, I did a lot of market research, and I had to talk to the CFO, and she was not happy hearing words like Twitch 
Magic the Gathering, there was like a lot of words she did not want to hear me say. And she mainly just walked me out the office. She was like, cool, I'll sign off. Off you go. Just, uh, here's the check. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I will give Basically you 50 that. grand right now. To here's some hush money. <laughs> Never talk about them again. Fuck off. She go and buy not. your four input, hot, mage well, whatever the fuck it was that you bought that was obscenely expensive to capture webcams or whatever they were. Didn't you have like insanely expensive cameras as well? Yeah, they're like, they're like, so those ones were like 2,800 won. And then like, and our versions of those now are two. Like you just yeah. can't get them cheaper. They're just, they're just expensive. They're good glass and they're, like they work well. Um, so yeah, like the TriCaster, I'd never buy a TriCaster again. Anyone out there who's thinking about buying a TriCaster? Don't use hardware then. No, pardon me? What's a TriCaster? Basically, it's a locked-in PC. It's basically a PC with inputs locked in for thousands of pounds more than you would pay for an equivalent PC. And you can do... like It's just a... And, and also, there was a, a problem with the TriCaster that it would turn off after two hours and 55 minutes. It would stop the stream. And I That's contacted... Like, it would always turn off after 2 hours 55. And I contacted the company multiple times, and they were like, it's a problem your end. And I was like, it's not. And we, like, deep-dived it, researched it, and it just turned out it was their problem. And they just wouldn't fix it. And I was just like, you're a Did they say, company. come on, it's trying. <laughs> it's did. trying to guess. There you go. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but, like, it doesn't matter. Uh, right, okay. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. The patch I'm talking about is they normally do either a points update or a rules update. Um, and it's not one of the interesting things is we're hearing like June, July is the conversation for that. And I just want to ask everyone's thoughts really quickly. Not that long since the last one, ultimately. So I don't think we'll get a points update because okay. that one was really recent. But I do think we'll get a big FAQ errata. And I do think we'll get a new generals, whatever the fuck it is, the tournament book. Grand tournament book. This thing. I think we'll get a new one of these. As well, and June, June July, June July makes sense because obviously it's when you know the the real competitive part of the world goes back to playing games as well. So Europe, come on! <laughs> so yeah, so uh, that's the patch we're talking about. So probably we're going to see that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think we will. I think we will see some points updates because in the previous one they did put up uh, inceptors. Uh, the 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 three what new Outrider three bike. new ones yeah outriders and uh, eradicators they put that they bumped them all up five points in like a, like an FAQ to the Space Marine Codex so I don't yeah. I don't I don't imagine a, 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 the the grand you know the massive spreadsheet that they put out with all the points changes to every faction but I feel like um, maybe they'll bow to the community pressure and uh, bump up some of the Dark Eldar uh, units by a couple of points. My only thing with that would be, when would this book have been sent to print? Because I, I would assume that... Because... <laughs> well, I think this was a PDF. I'm assuming it's a PDF. If it's a PDF, then maybe. But if it's a full-on book... Like, remember how they did the um, Grand Tournament pack last time and they had, like, a chapter approved, but, like, got bundled in with it, right? Yeah. I They've would assume done that. A similar thing. That. Yeah, I, I would assume it's that. It doesn't mean that it's definitely going to be. But I would, I would be pessimistic that they're going to release a points update that would include... Raiders at least in a, in a hard copy because yeah. it's. I mean that book's been out less than a month anyway, right? Yeah, yeah no, yeah, you're right, you're right. When did it go to print? Remember, we've ago? not even had the initial FAQ errata for Book of Rust yet. Yeah, Fuck, still. No, oh. really? 
So, you know, competitive edge razor flails are still out here doing 28 attacks. And <laughs> yeah. The problem is, no one's adapted to the chainsaws. Is the, uh, and also they're not the taking enough chainsaws and heavy bolters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that Drakari man tell you how to beat the Drakari. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's you, Tom. You're the king of mirrors, is the your yeah. new name. Yeah, take Grey Knights. That's not or a mirror, Drakari. is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, to, the way to beat Drakari is take other Drakari and just be better at the mirror or play Granite. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. done. Drakari I say be menace. better, I mean, roll hot on your uh, Razor, your Void Raven bombers, because no one's taking them, and you'll win. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you to Wen Sucks for donating uh, five gift subscriptions, including to Logan, Thanks, who's on Wen. the show. <laughs> yes. I'm not fucking paid to subscribe now. to you. No, that's fine, I wouldn't either. Uh, <laughs> Right, so so that's that's where we currently are with 40k. Uh, we're still waiting for some FAQs. We might be getting a patch, and then we got the Admet book very soon. Very exciting kind of place for 40k to be in at the moment. Nick, the Jukari Menace. This is our first conversation really the quick. The Menace. The Menace. Uh, we've heard, uh, I heard from the Falcon on Tuesday, uh, it's gone up to 10% of the meta, the uh, the Jukari Menace. Uh, from, like, gone up by oh, 10%. I just got followed by Jim Vessel on Twitter. I feel certified. Oh, wow. Amazing. Oh, fuck Hello, yeah. Jim. Yeah, Jim's great. Really You're good. You're welcome, Logan. My retweet did that for you, mate. I know it did. I am <laughs> such an influence. <laughs> Although, Innis, Innis still will not give me a free fucking intro into that Discord channel. Will he not? What, Boss Baby <laughs> I don't Wilson? Think, I, don't, I don't think you want a free intro into that Discord channel. To I, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> Wait, what is this? What is this Discord channel I don't know anything about? It's, you don't want, it's the, it's the, secret. the podcast that uh, doesn't like us very much, Rob. Oh, 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 that one. Yeah, uh, I, thought gonna, I thought you were going to say that, uh, that doesn't, you don't have any little that idea how narrows it down. <laughs> what do you say, Nick? I don't know if that narrows it down. Yeah, I don't know if that narrows it down <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, but we're slowly killing them. We've slowly killed them. We've already killed one of the yeah. FLG podcasts. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got the FLG down to one podcast. Haven't we? <laughs> we got it down to one. <laughs> I, I don't know if we did that or if that was just self inflicted. To be honest. But, Shouts um, to uh, Val Sticky Fingers or whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> is that his name? Uh, thank you to Wed Sucks for the gift and subscriptions, by the way. It's very much appreciated. Right, uh, Nick, the Jukari Menace, you wanted to talk about it and quickly about well, how want, they're playing. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, anyone wants us to talk about Jukari for long, but I felt like it'd be... No, I think it's still shocking. Well, they're down to 69%, and I hope they stay there because that's the best nice. percent they can be at. Um, Perfect. But I thought it'd be interesting to look at the uh, stats for the codexes that are new. So I think it's a bit irrelevant to look at Dukari versus Tyranids or Dukari versus uh, Imperial Guard or whatever, because they're all codexes. They're all money. They're going to get updated at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but like stuff like Necrons, which is a new book, you'd think you'd think probably should be able to compete. If they've all been play tested in the sit with the same group of people, same rules writers, oh great, ma- great, great setup for later, the same Nick. Time. Great setup for later. Let me give that a tick. Yeah, good. Uh, all, all those play testers, you know, working really hard uh, all the time, putting all the effort to play test all these uh, books. So you'd hope that Necrons, Death Guard, Dark Angels, those kind of books that have come out recently, would be able to compete with the Jukari if they've all been play tested at the same time by the same people. But Necrons are versus Jukari. Uh, 70% win rate for Jakari. Okay, that's not too far. Uh, Dark that's, Angels, that's, that's, that's really good place. What? Uh, they're what against Dark Angels? Death Watch, 100%. Uh, 
this is Jokari's versus. What was the Dark Angels score? 80%. So Jokari win 80%. <laughs> uh, fuck me. Wow. Okay. What was this new? What was, in, what was the other new one that's come out? Uh, oh, I mean, Death Guard, Blood Angels, Death Guard, Death, Death Guard. Guard. 63%. So they're doing, the, they're doing the best out of the yeah. new one. Nice. Nice. I mean, if you know anything about stats, 63% is fucking wild. Like, yeah. it's wildebeest level. Like, it's like... Do you know what's tables. funny? I was having this discussion with someone the other day, and it's like, as gamers, we have this weird thing in our heads of what... Like, percentages are not the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I have a 70% success rate of making a charge, you're like, oh... It's not that reliable. There's a, there's a bit of room for error there. That might, that might fuck up my plan. You know, I need to put in some redundancy in there and, and make sure that I make that 70% chance. A 70% win rate in a meta Very is omega broken. It's not like giga. It's fucked. Like mm-hmm. anything, over, anything, anything over 60 is an enormous issue. So when we're still pushing numbers of that caliber, it's 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 crazy. It is. It's wild. It's... And I just don't think people understand how bad those numbers are because we're used to like success rates and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, that's not. I I wouldn't rely on that. There's like a mar- quite a margin for error. Oh, I'll I'll fail that if on a three plus. I wouldn't you know wouldn't risk everything on that. As a win rate against the field, mental. Crazy. To be fair, it is going down. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. One percent per week. Yeah, one (laughs) percent per week, but it did go up four percent of the meta. So it went from six to ten percent. All the bandwagoning shitters just picked it up and just fucked the win rate. (laughs) (laughs) By one percent. No, we pointed out what the problem was before. The mirror matches are dragging the win rate down. The more fucking Drukari players are out there, the lower the number will go because there's more mirror matches. So are you saying if we get the number of Drukari players to 100, they'll be balanced? Yeah, that's it. If 100% of the field is Drukari, then it's a perfectly balanced game and everything Ah, is fine. Let's go. Let's go. It's the goal. Let's do it. That's perfect. Let's go, everyone. My favorite thing that I've been watching for the last couple of weeks with all of these previews is Drukari players in different chats praying, (laughs) praying that Admech are fucked just so that it takes the heat off of them. Yeah, they want want a classic distraction kind of thing. Yeah, they don't get treated like (laughs) lepers for playing (laughs) Drukari. Someone, big shout out to Dude Big shout out to Dunade for subscribing. Someone messaged me about uh, the first, the Captain's Clash, which is the first 40k event we're having here at the TSN Arena. And they were like, oh, Rob, yeah. let me know all the other people's lists beforehand. And I was like, I'll tell you now, no. it's 15 Drukari lists. Yeah. Versus you, fuck nugget, for asking. <laughs> You're uh, fucked. The Captain's Clash for team event, isn't it, right? So you can't have 15. You only have four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. That's a, no. That's no, the, the singles. Clash is the singles, Tom. Come on. No, that's I know singles. You I know you, you, the singles. I know you only view 40k through team formats. It's true. It's true. But, yeah. It's yeah. the only way I can win is to pick up people to carry my fat ass. Which is which is <laughs> which is why you feel comfortable telling people to pick grey knights in tournaments. But, yes. Yeah. Exactly. 
because what he needs is team four, but team tournaments. Let All me, right, let so me take cut... my grey knights when I have to play two white scars players. And that's great. I my fight. I uh, I caused Dafgard a tough time earlier, and that book's like a couple of months old with, with my fucking boomer 2016 Grey Knight fucking book. It reminded me this as well, actually, that um, when everyone talks about like the power creep of the new codexes, and they're like, oh yeah, well you know, Death Guard came out, and they were meant to be the source, and then Dark Angels there, but literally. Every single time I've seen that conversation, and I've seen that conversation multiple times, oh, they're all mm. balanced for ninth, blah, blah, blah. They forget Necrons even exist. They don't even get mentioned. <laughs> even Games Workshop forget Necrons exist. Yes, it was in the thing the other <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. That's what we want. Because we're Why laid on for millions of years. No, and now you're going, now you're going back to bed again. We'll and now back. you're going to come back, again. Nick. <laughs> when you, what's, what do you need, Nick, to get better? What does your what does the codex need? Because at this point you're only getting points. Only getting points. Okay, warriors are two points. <laughs> two. Starts. Yeah, two. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't all know. Right, fine. Um, all right. Okay. Well, so more than three core units in the codex might help, probably. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, Listen. the ability to reach out and grab is probably massively important for them as well. Because I mean, if it's yeah, I, kind of... I honestly think we just need the reanimator to be good. Drop it, drop it. Ten more points. No. Is that because you own some? Uh, it's cornered no. the market. No comment. <laughs> yes. No comment. Wait, wait are, they, are they in the indomitus uh, box? Crypto losses from this week. <laughs> Uh, I'd, like thank, I'd like okay, to thank the Dreadwoods for writing um, a remake of uh, Eminem's Stan, uh, but with Nick in. That's been really good in the chat. Uh, Cordesar, thanks for resubscribing. Also, like uh, Logan to know that only about three or four years ago, I dropped Stan in the middle of the night in a rock night, went down terribly. Just let you know. Um, <laughs> like all six minutes. Terrible. Oh. Terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, on to some libelous news. Libelous. Uh, not again. Libelous oh, news. news. Moving on from Jakari. Back this is a this is a spicy spicy meatball. I don't know what we, we need a spicer meter on the the spice, spice center. The, the spice. Should we steal the Nando's one? Yeah. So there. Let me, I need oh. to give some context. I need to give some context to this piece of spice. Previously, in eighth edition. Uh, there were FAQs. Tom, let me know if if I'm on the money with this. There was a there was a WTC FAQ set up for players who were playing at the WTC. It was called the ETC at the time, or yeah. were playing under their rules pack. And then there was also the FLG uh, or ITC um, FAQ, which was answering questions that maybe Games Workshop hadn't answered. Maybe most of them, um, like in some situations. So it was like, a, and I think that that's correct. I think that those two things existed independently. That's you're right at the ITC one uh, because I don't know I, I don't play singles you know so uh, but it was definitely the ETC one but yeah mm -hmm. uh, so then um, uh, we above a mango mild <laughs> this is full Nando's if everyone helps I don't know what this, the, the, the versions are um, but since the launch of ninth edition uh, Frontline Gaming and ITC uh, as well as Games Workshop are in some form of business relationship with a non-compete. Um, I think uh, Reese talked about this on, on uh, Signals from the Frontline, where he said that one of the things that is happening is you cannot... Um, uh, oh, Nova and Adepticon also had influential FAQs. Thank you. Thank you. Those two events uh, as well. So uh, the um, so because of that, they no longer put out uh, an FAQ setup. Or I don't think that they do. 
Um, and if I'm wrong in that, then then that's fine. Which has led problematically though to there being situations where so I uh, in my event pack that I've written for squads and for Captain Clash, which are the events we're running here for like singles and, and teams, I've said that we will refer to the WTC uh, rules painting, uh, sorry uh, rules judgments, which they've put up, which Tom you've been using, right? Yeah, yeah, we've been using WTC FAQ, yeah, 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 um, and so I, I've done that. However, the problem is is they've started to do that in American events as well. The, a big event happening soon, maybe the ACO, has lifted some, <laughs> if not all, or most of uh, the rulings from the WTC pack, and then oh, include... Yeah. Pardon me? Sometimes word for word as well. Yeah, sometimes verbatim. Um, uh, they and change act- the format, at least. In some elements, yeah. They change some little parts. Um, and so, uh, and so, this is an interesting kind of thing. There's a couple of things to to say here. Number one, obviously, if you are using the WTC pack, just credit them. I think that's super nice thing to do. Uh, that's the first thing I did, obviously. Um, and then you just say we're using this because because someone has done the work on this, and that's great. And hopefully, maybe that's integrated worldwide. What's interesting, I think, forty six percent direct copy. Thank you very much, Pizza, Gu- Pizza Guardian. Uh, so uh, that's a that's a pretty. I don't know what the word is for that. There's a word. It escapes me the word for whatever that is um so my, my my kind of the spice the spice is without without um without there being like an itc uh an independent tournament circuit faq because it's the it's actually the international tournament circuit now the itc stands for uh do you think the the wtc um faq will become the mainstay for tournaments as is like that's my question I think that there probably won't be a WTC FAQ um, in a couple of years. I hope hope so. And it will be centralized because I know they're all they're all taking feedback, especially from Tom. Like I know Tom is um, given a lot of feedback, um, so I think there will probably be a centralized one rather than the community run. FAQ, because if you look at the the people that did put together a lot of those community um, house rules, which is effectively what they are, you've got um, Mike Brandt at Nova, you've got the ITC guys, and you've got the ETC, which is now WTC guys, and all three of those groups are working very closely with Games Workshops in various different um, capacities. So I would imagine the logical conclusion to that is that we move away but we've already lost the itc faq that hasn't existed for a long time now um and i'd imagine the same thing will end up happening with um, wtc and it will just become a centralized one that everyone has to adopt because it is an official ruling rather than there being a massive disparity in events depending on where you go and who's putting it together that's where i see it logically going when that will happen who knows I, would have yeah. just I think I think I think it would be better if there was just one FAQ, and I think it would be best done by Games Workshop themselves, ideally, um, because I feel like if there's like the WTC FAQ, and then there's an ITC FAQ, and then there's uh, Jim and Barry's FAQ over there, there's going to be. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get constantly stuck, and Games Workshop are responding to things. We'll be stuck in like a loop of uh, misunderstood intent potentially because. 
the WTC guys could uh, make a ruling on an unanswered question in the rules uh, based on their interpretation of how the game should be played, but Games Workshop didn't intend it that way. And then it gets adopted by the meta. Uh, they play it that way. And then Games Workshop respond to how the game is being played in the meta and make changes uh, elsewhere to whatever. Yep. Um, so it's just going to be all... It's better if the company who's... The guys who are writing the rules take charge of the game uh, rather than leaving it to other other people. But uh, yeah, and maybe, I don't know, is it not the case at the minute because they think it's fine or they're just trying to get more data before they... Not enough uh, data. Not enough, hashtag not enough data to like <laughs> then... Is playing. Uh, before they put out uh, FAQs and stuff like that, which I think they have done before. Like I, I would personally rather than not be rea- reactionary Although we you know we're kicking and screaming about Drakari, I'd rather them not do a knee-jerk reaction and just do something stupid that they have to FAQ again in a couple of weeks. I'd rather them wait a little bit of time, to be honest. I wouldn't say that the, the Drakari stuff is knee-jerk at this stage in any way. Like, we're way beyond knee-jerk. Yeah, like I think, <laughs> but like I can understand your point. But yeah. I think that I think the time that we give them as a company is outrageous, and we'll, we can move on to that in a moment. But but um, I think Tom might not agree. So or he might. I don't want to put any words. Tom, where are you on this? Talk to me about I, it, maybe. Because I would rather we didn't have to do all this fucking work to try and make an FAQ about exactly. it to be playable. Mm-hmm. I, so, I would rather not have to do that. What the fact so, that we have to do to cover up the shortfall from the main company? Yeah. Mm. So, which is which is a kind of cyclical loop, which kind of like touches on Nick's point, and I think touches on Logan's point, just to mm. talk about the the efficacy and the the quality of the game. Because ultimately, upon release, it requires some pretty stringent FAQs, and then even the ones put by Games Workshop don't answer a bunch of questions. So much so that two independent, at least mm. two independent, but as Val was talking about in the chat, Nova and also Adepticon with their own FAQ systems. So there were four. Like, if you're in America, there were three, yeah? But they could be everywhere. That Running side by side, there's now currently at least one. There's also Games Workshop's stuff and then the addendum on top of. So the quality mm. really needs you to have more questions answered because that's what they are. Because as a TO, you're like, I want to answer this question for my players. Like, that's I, what I, I love... I love Doodar Day in the chat who said that Neil Kerr should fight Reese for the unified FAQ world mm. title. <laughs> <laughs> hundred yeah and games which to stream it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in for that that's what i want now um, physical fight or is this 40k 40k <laughs> it's got to be 40k that's how you decide but like, you both so, using their own faqs so we recorded a stats center this week and before we went live the first story neil told me was about how he intimidated free kids off a fucking climbing frame <laughs> being aggressive <laughs> right okay so a real anyway. bad man um yeah. i i think no. it's very important that games workshop don't entirely internally do their faqs because i have zero faith in that being any good or addressing well, where, anything that needs well that's to be addressed. important to have quality play testers well perhaps but also play testers are not the people that are being asked the questions as well. Yeah. So that's why I like them getting input from big uh, TOs or head judges or people that are involved in the community side so that they 
are able to bring issues to Games Workshop and, and, and highlight the ones that do need addressing rather than ones that we see addressed in FAQs that no one gives a flying fuck about and no one's asking any of those questions. Well, maybe maybe instead of having uh, like community FAQs, maybe we need community big questions that need answering. Oh, nice. So rather than the community going, isn't that literally what FAQ stands for? Though? Well, I, I guess so, but like, but but the FAQ, but like here, the, what they're saying is here are the answers to this question. Yeah, I, maybe they should be like, well, this is this is an issue that needs sorting, and we want Gage Rich to address it. These are these are a list of our demands. Yeah, <laughs> I want. Answer to the Nikari problem. I want ten thousand pounds in cash and a chopper on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) What a list of that, and then Gates Workshop have to address that. Yeah, I I think to be honest with you, I think they've been getting that for many, many years, and they just haven't been paying enough attention or putting enough value in that feedback to to actually respond to it or feel like feel like those questions are worth answering because the intent is clear even though it clearly isn't fucking clear because the key point though is the key point is though like very recently like very very recently their most recent product which is surely what we like judge people on we always as tom says quite often we're always wanting people to rehabilitate and we always as a as a group we want people to grow and get better we give people a chance to come back although just a little side note tj lanikin started his patreon again that apology was short-lived let's just put it that way uh short-lived i think there's a time that you spend out but like not like a week or whatever it's been maybe four weeks I don't know. that's a whatever my point is their most recent product is arguably not that concise it's pretty powerful like it's arguably too strong like and, and there's not arguably like it, it's too strong like it's too strong uh, <laughs> and it still doesn't have answers to some of the questions that i think people want answering and so the point about there being a community setup so people can answer their questions i think is really valid i think what's interesting is with there being a non-compete between itc and games workshop now it leaves a power vacuum for people to do that and to put that information inside of it like and then that's pretty wild because whether or not the wtc want to be in that that position they kind of have to be because they're doing it for their own community they're not doing it for anyone else they're doing mm. it for their community and other people like i see jim in the chat were saying for his local league he's going to be using it that's over the way in canada for my tournaments at my event because there are no other ones and i'm not doing the fucking work i'm going to use it i'll be like cool like, I probably don't care about most of the fucking answers, let alone mm. the questions. But if it comes up at my tournament, I want someone to have thought through it. And I assume that the, the guys, because Tom, Neil and Ishik are great people, will have worked really hard to make really salient and sensible answers. And I think the spicy part is how America is going to react Ooh, listening to have... Europe. Listening we... to Europe. So back to the Atlantic Coast GT. So you know how we were talking a little bit about how they basically directly copied a bunch of stuff from a WTC FAQ and used it in their own FAQ, right? And basically used it to make their own FAQ. Yep. So they've been doing this for a while and have never even mentioned that it's come from a WTC FAQ. Yep. Some of the WTC dudes noticed and said, hey, you've literally just lifted our product. or Well, not our product, but what we've made. And it, it takes so much time and effort to make this FAQ. The guy who was running it, I says, oh, sorry, I didn't think you'd uh, mat- you'd, you'd, you'd mind. First off, 
That was a, that was my role for the podcast listeners. But what he's done is he's now credited the WTC and has put a logo at the bottom saying a lot of this was done thanks for the help of our, uh, the WTC and we've taken a lot of their answers and put them in this. And now apparently in the uh, ITC Facebook TOs group, everyone's having a cry about how they're now implementing the WTC FAQ. Motherfucker, right. been implemented for years. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. It's I think that's interesting. All you've done is give them credit, and now you've decided it's all fucked. It's not about the content; it's about where it came from. <laughs> See, that's what's that's what's wild about the conversation. Also, though, what about Logan? You're into this, I think, a little bit. What about a rebrand? What if the FAQ was not called the WTC FAQ, and I think it's being suggested in the chat by uh, Jim? What if we call it the Freedom FAQ? More acceptable. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <sighs> Are you just going to put a big fucking bald eagle on the front and stars and stripes on the first page of the PDF? You know it. You know it. Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, um, what I'm glad of, can I say something as like a very small TO, but someone who's glad about it and also uh, someone who's going to go Physically cover... small or? Not physically small, Nick, but I mean getting physically larger in all the wrong ways, uh, is, um, <laughs> uh, is uh, I'm personally happy that there's a resource out there for me as a TO. Same way um, I was on the Art of War DAT 40k Down Under podcast the other day. Um, uh, with the lovely Adam Camilleri he was talking to me, we were talking about terrain and I was saying that there are at least three terrain sets in the world, ignoring whatever Games Workshop is going to produce for their kind of like their circuit, so potentially a fourth, uh, and Adam was certain that that was going to become the standard and I was not certain that that was going to become the standard, but that's a, a different conversation you go listen well, to Well it's only £200 a table if it's from Games Workshop 400 so. 400 like minimum, well depending, I mean if you they do sell a set that's designed for a 44 by 60 board that is only £200, but it's only four pieces of terrain. I see. So it, it depends. And what that's you think. the Drukari FAQ. <laughs> this is how we deal with this shit. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but my point is, I'm happy that there's one out there. Uh, and I'm happy that there's a resource that I can I can turn to to ask these questions. And I wouldn't want to see it go away. So I want to thank those guys for doing it. And I think it's quite spicy and quite fun that maybe uh, there's some consternation about where it comes from, not the quality of what's inside it, like Tom was talking about. Yeah, that's something that's changed. So. Yeah. Yeah, because now, like, uh, there won't be one coming. Well, it might not. I mean, maybe Adepticon will still be doing its own, although they're not doing an Adepticon this year. Nova will be doing whatever Mike does, and Mike obviously will be running the Games Workshop one. So there might be the thing, Nick, that you wanted. We might end up with a Games Workshop tournament FAQ page, which will be really exciting. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. So, yeah. What I mean, next? Uh, An app that works. <laughs> yeah, having products in stock like let's just fucking aim for the stars so many good things that could be done um, uh, going oh forward. speaking of which by the way a bunch of stores have been told that they're only going to be getting like one or two copies of the Admix book <laughs> yeah I heard this like only like a couple like two, I think three or maybe five like and I think you have to buy in some product at the same time to be uh, like you have to get dice at the same time to get the Admix 
codex. But it's also cards. If only there was a way that they could just sell it to sell the content to everybody. Nick, it's oh. not possible. You you have to print it on paper. You oh. have to ship the paper. There's no way that we could deliver. This is why we do this via a written like blog scrolls. that we send out as let's scroll each other by um, falcons. <laughs> There must be a, there must be a way that we, they could do it. Oh, I, can't, no I just can't way. think of anything. It'd be it'd be it'd be crazy because then when you know there's there's things that are wrong on the paper, they could you, they could like change them. stickers to so put that over it. it was no longer wrong. It'd be Tell great, what, wouldn't it? My name is right on that. Like like Saturday morning games workshop Warhammer World. First in the queue Saturday morning for my copy of the Admet book. Very excited, so I'm going to be there because I'm getting I'm getting that book. Good um, for you because I'm going to go and get it on Wednesday. How? <laughs> how? Oh, you got like a, a hookup, a connect. Oh, oh, come on! On Thursday we can talk about it if you like. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> you, we... you social media dick again to get all <laughs> like what? Blue tick. <laughs> I need to get. I need to get myself a hookup. I'm going to do a dramatic do. reading on Thursday. That's, oh what, that's all the. That's what all the YouTube content creators do, don't they? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, print the erasable link. Uh, we have to keep spoken word that is written down in tradition. Irish monitor, so everyone in Ireland <laughs> just speak it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh yeah oh, although it doesn't matter because man with book is going to do the show on friday which would be good um i'm excited about the admec thing all right so that kind of brings us round. you wouldn't need a load of faqs if the books were like watertight right that's a fair statement i'd say I, like maybe, the new aos edition is going to be like the new aos edition is going to be watertight and unambiguous is the quote watertight and unambiguous <laughs> that's what they said that's what they said Mm. hey just i don't know i know this is a 40k show i don't want to like push any agendas in any particular way but the did anyone read the age of sigmar meta watch article today (laughs) did i fuck (laughs) (laughs) just to let you know all three of the night haunt lists were illegal so uh, and one of them was 2010 points Uh, yeah all three all three that's pretty impressive it's almost like they did that intentionally <laughs> it was it was more of an Easter egg, I think, is what they're doing there, Tom. It's an Easter egg. Um, <laughs> anyway, right. So you would assume with watertight rules and a great addition, you would end up, and that would be because of a stringent build policy inside uh, the development team. Probably some really solid uh, playtesting and development. And then it would go away. So the rumor, and it is only a rumor, as is best for a Spice Center chat. Is that... Spice uh... Center understands. That's what they say on Sky Sports. As Spice Center <laughs> understands. <laughs> as, as reported we... to us. Yeah, as reported to us, but not what we believe. Oh, no, I don't know if we believe it or not. Uh, I'll start off with, it's rumored that some of the 40K playtesters are now paid for their work. Good. I would like, to, I, well, number one, I would like to obviously mirror that and shout, "Hell yeah!" And I hope they're paid very, very well. That's the uh, that's the, the the hot goss. But I think that this brings up a bunch of other conversations that I'd like to talk about on top of that. Yeah. Um, and then you know we'll talk about that as much. Do you want to, uh, Nick? What's your kind of jump off in that? Um, well, I guess uh, you know, paying someone to do something should make them do a better job, right? 
Uh, and if and if they need to, uh, if they're giving up their time, then perhaps they should be rewarded in some way. So yeah, I'm I'm all, I'm all for that, I guess. But I think the unfairness comes from the Age of Sigma dudes aren't getting paid. Allegedly, no one cares about Age of Sigma. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Tom, uh, what's your initial thought before we deep dive? I, I, would hope that, I would hope the fact that Games Workshop has a sunken host in the playtesters encourages them to get more value out of them in terms right. of making sure they actually listen to feedback. and. Literally, that is what's written them. down on my screen. Exactly the same yeah. sentiment. Yeah. 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 Good. What do you think, Logan? Yeah. I mean, if you're giving them money, you should definitely pay attention when they tell you shit don't work how you think it works. <laughs> Or shit's broken. The other thing is as well, like your your point about oh, if it's stringently put together and robustly tested, that sh- that doesn't work. It's impossible um, because the hive mind of thousands of you know people with weaponized autism pulling your book apart, mm-hmm. and the seven other books that you can probably use with it that you didn't even test mm-hmm. it with or consider, is just gonna. It, it, there's not enough man hours that you can comparably. Mm-hmm play test internally or with a team of you know a couple dozen play testers to match the the hive mind pulling it apart so regardless of how well you think you've put it together there's always going to be some shit that you didn't see and that happens in everything not just war games it happens in video games you know esports specifically um, there's interactions that you know weren't even considered in QA and you are going to come back and go back and have to patch and have to FAQ and have to errata and have to rebalance. Um, so they need to do that. And hopefully they can use playtesters for feedback ongoing as well as just in development. I think that would be really useful. Yeah, I think, I think that that's really fair. Although they have a significant amount of money. I agree with you that there isn't the amount of money that they could reasonably spend to compare to the thousands of us breaking it initially. However, I feel like they don't even spend the money on a singular proofreader. (laughs) So, like, like I hear your point, but I don't think that we're getting to the first stage, let alone going to the stars. I concur with that. Yeah, so I would think, uh, I think that's one of those things uh, that, that to be discussed. And I think Nick's point about the quality of what we get is also fair, because I think the quality of what we get quite clearly isn't understandably pitched at like even a middling level. Mm. It's pitched at some other level because of obviously, uh, you know, look at the Drukari book as a par example. And the general scuttlebutt from the higher-ups is that we just wait to need to... We, we need wait till the Admech book because that's also gigafucked. And I don't think anyone should be playtesting stuff to be like, cool, here's another gigafucked book. Yeah. <laughs> like, but if Admech comes out and it's absolutely fucked and it beats Drukari, who have a greater than 65% win rate against the field, then that's an even bigger fuck-up than Drukari was. Because how the fuck does everyone else deal with that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Admax a numbers book. It's not about mobility. It's just, oh, I just have enough to shoot you off a board. And if yeah. you do that, you just kill everyone. It doesn't matter. Perhaps yeah. perhaps the playtesters need some sort of performance-related pay. So the closer the win rate to 50%, <laughs> the more money they get. And the further away it gets, the less money they get. Yeah, I'm into that. But then, I think Logan's point is correct, and Tom's point is correct, sorry, is that 
I think the main issue is they're not listening to the feedback. It's not that they're not getting the feedback. I think, to be fair to the playtesters, is that they're getting the feedback yeah. and they're not listening to the There's feedback. There's definitely some combinations that exist in that Tricari book that anyone with a remotely competitive mindset will open it, spend half an hour flicking through and go, fucking hell. Like, this is ridiculous. And they will tell them. That this is as evidenced by the fact that everyone is now taking Dakari if you're a top player. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and whoever it is, whether it's fucking Robin Crudos or, or whoever else is there, they're definitely just taking it and, yeah. as a suggestion think- rather than a reality of the situation. And I feel like Dracari, I actually feel like Dracari being so absolutely fucked is a really good thing because it should it should hopefully you know bring more changes like this which is okay yeah we're going to pay play testers okay we're going to listen to play testers okay we're going to do you know a, a more inclusive regular um set of faqs we're going to actually pay attention with these balance changes that we're doing once or twice a year um because if they just came out and they rolled out and they were just a fair to middling book we probably wouldn't have had those things in place and those changes probably wouldn't have happened. So, you know, fingers crossed, silver lining, the Jukari book being absolutely insane ends up being a good thing for us. Well, just to, just to point out to some systemic kind of like uh, observations, is like, obviously, like, I mean, the Castellans may be long enough ago that you could say maybe there's been some change. One of the main uh, points, obviously, is looking at what happened with Space Marines and then arguably again with new Space Marines is... <laughs> that ramped up power level like obviously uh, old space marines was crazy um specifically you would think you know you're talking about the shame of doing a bad job they're like i did a bad job maybe i should humbly listen and i should take that on board after iron hands and now jukari's here and they're like i should feel the shame for a bad job i should humbly listen i think there's some things in the chat um uh, Asri says Tabletop Tactics mentioned this recently in their Drukari video and the subsequent battle report how their playtest feedback because they quite proudly say that they were playtesters for the book was just ignored or justified as away as intentional variants wait a minute so, hold up can I, can I go on that is this yeah. the same Tabletop Tactics uh, that also said in their review of Drukari when it dropped that there was nothing overtly broken in the book correct well, I don't know if that's PR bro I'm going to be honest well, I don't know either, bro. Like, <laughs> like we can only go off what people say. Like, I mean, hind- hindsight's oh, a course, perfect science, but, isn't it? No, Do you know but, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah at that's the same true. Time, Logan's you right. can't say on one hand that oh, um, the book has nothing broken in it as the book drops. And then when you discover the book drops and it's giga broken, but basically you say, oh, we fed that back and it, it wasn't listened to. Which, yeah, which I, one do you believe, mate? So there was oh, another instance. Like three books. Got to get those was, three books. There was another instance that was quite telling, actually, before the chapter supplements came out, because Brad Chester, who also play tests, was like super excited for Space Rules because he thought that they were going to be really, really powerful. Mm. And the book came out, and they were fucking bang average, because the version that he actually got to play test was not what came out, and there was no kind of well what do you think of this version now do you know what i mean so there's clearly like a uh an internal attitude towards the playtesting that is kind of like well you guys are over there you're over there and you're like the the nerdy competitive gamer people and 
we'll take your feedback with a little pinch of salt, but everyone else is just going to play it this way and it's not going to be that bad and blah, blah, blah. But, I, I, you know, clearly they need to pay attention so, sometimes because they know what they're talking about. So. Agreed. Like, these are the people, like, they should pick the people who are very good at gaming, whatever mm. your metric for judging that is. Obviously, that's theirs. Like, whoever they've picked. And the then best you, players in the world, some you, might say. You should assume they pick, yes, yeah, some of. Like John some Lennon. Of. In the free world. <laughs> Let's not start Tom. Like, <laughs> no, I'm trying to avoid like, that. So this is the thing. No, I, I need to go on this because... Let me thank Innis saying... Boss Baby Wilson for no, subscribing fine, first. Let me yeah. just do that. So my thing isn't even, but I don't think John's a good player. I've watched John play. He passed the eye test on me. I think he's a solid player. I think it's impossible to argue, say that he is arguably the best player in the world because you have no point of reference. If you can't un- look at take an eye test and you look at John play and then you look at Erding play and you look at Chucky play and you look at Manny play and you look at all these people play and understand why these people are good, you can't do it from that perspective. And also, he has never played in the highest possible level of 40k, namely the WTC. So how can you even compare these like, two players when you don't understand? Has he ever been in a T-Sports arena on a cold Monday night? Has he ever put his hat backwards and throw down in the cold? So, That's my question. This, it's not a criticism of John because I don't know because I've, I've seen him play and I can make my own conclusions and yeah watch everyone else play but i don't have a frame of reference from seeing him play like on the biggest stage the best the strongest theoretical the problem stage is, is the wording of that claim right like yeah if you say arguable. someone's the best in the world he has to have competed yeah. against the best in the world. if i were to say john I'm lennon sure. is the most informed player in the world I'd say that's, that's a fair yeah. statement yeah that's fine he's he's placing or winning the events he's entering in we can't mm. really enter events yet there's a few events in Europe that are happening. Australia's got some events on there, but, you know, John Lennon is competing at a high level. He's succeeding at the moment. Most informed guy. I, I tell you what, that. I like listening to him talk, like, is the point about 40K. Like, I rarely consume 40K content from other content yeah. creators, but, like, he's one of those people that I do tend to listen to um, about uh, games because I think, like, he's got an exploratory mind, which I think is fun. Uh, and I enjoy that, which is which is really cool. Um, just to swing us back on topic um, about who plays, who play tests. Number one, obviously they're doing a great service for the community, irregardless of any other situation. However, I think the point is, or the point I want to get at, and also like if whether Games Workshop ignore them or Games Workshop doesn't ignore them, whatever the situation. And I know that like there's some comments in the chat about that. The point remains that once you start to pay them, I think this becomes a problem. Because let's let, we'll, t- we'll take Tate being paid off the table for a moment and we'll just go back to a conversation me and Tom had sometime in the past year. Or, like, let's, I'll just reframe it. Tom, you, you probably want the best players in the world playtesting. Play that was your statement, if I remember right. Because you want them active, you want them in the tournament, you want them seeing what's happening, and you want them to play. That was. I remember your so, statement. Now, I, th- I, th- I, think, I, I think my opinion is similar, but it's it's not identical. You don't necessarily need to be the best, the the very very best players, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I think this is an opinion I've come to over the last couple of weeks, specifically with regards to Drakari. I mean, because you're not trying to balance it for the top end; you're trying to balance it for everybody. You need people who are also able to understand, like the ins and outs of the game itself, right? Mm-hmm. And rather than just uh, see, look at it from their own little bubble. Um, I also think, though, that if you are going to, how do you judge whether or not someone is competent enough to play to play test your game without having them enter events and do well? Yeah, 
Yeah, like I, yeah. I understand. I understand your perspective too, my boy. I don't want to. I don't want to make it look like I am entirely on this side, right? It, I understand that if people get rules in advance, it is an unfair advantage. But at the same time, it's about what's the lesser evil. I'd rather have a well played tested game, and some events are won by people with advanced knowledge yeah. than a game that doesn't have great play testing. I I would also but posit that, that play testing isn't always an advantage because of the time in which they're doing it. So by the time that you're going to a tournament and actually you know running this stuff and playing in the meta. Um, you're probably playtesting stuff that's not coming out for a year, year and a half. Actually, they don't know when most of the stuff's coming out, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. They just off, they just sent stuff to playtest. Having all that shit floating around in your brain is not necessarily beneficial when you have to play in a meta that's a year behind what you're playtesting to. Well, I, I don't necessarily think it's... Uh... I don't know if it's the meta that you're going into, but I feel like, you know, it's, it's often talked about in, well, in, in wargaming, reps, getting reps in. You know, the more reps you do, the better you are at playing that army. And I understand the argument that you might be doing reps when you're playtesting with an army, what rules that aren't yet settled and that might mm. be tweaked and changed. But I still feel that even reps that, you know, might not be the... The, the, the full thing when it's released you've still got those initial reps behind you so when you get to do the proper ones you've already got that muscle memory or that that knowledge that makes you gives you a slight advantage when you get to that stage i think so yes those reps definitely do make a difference um but also reps against opponents make a difference because you need to do reps in matchups as yeah. well as so you're not pl- you know when you're play testing a year ago six months ago even you're not doing putting reps into what I need to be now at a tournament. So you know, if I'm playtesting whatever I'm playtesting now, you know, Craft World Eldar that are coming out in 2023 or whatever the fuck it is. In a year's time, when it does come out and I'm ready to play it, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit ahead, but I don't feel like it's enough of an advantage wherein you're ahead of you're ahead of John Lennon, Richard Siegler. Mark Perry and Nick Nanavati who live in a house and play this game all day and get paid for it. I, I, I don't, I don't think you're even at an advantage to them. So for me, the other side of it coming from esports is we're not even in an environment when getting a competitive advantage is going to fucking earn you that much money anyway. Well, yeah. Okay. So like, let, let's be clear. Like, I think, I think I, inha- I don't, I don't think I necessarily agree that like the, uh, the mental burden of a book coming out X amount of time is particularly heavy specifically because a book, as we all know, you go through a codex and you're like, cool, I'm going to pick out these eight to 15 things. That's the book. Mm-hmm. The rest is trash. I don't have to remember it again for three years, whatever the situation. So like, I think, and also there's a, there's a huge positive, especially with like, let's say something like Jakari in that you're like, cool. I need to go get myself some Raiders. I need to go get myself some liquefiers before they come out. I'm not even like, I mean, we could really go with, I know what to buy ahead of time before everything goes out of stock. There's yeah. the conversation there, but that should be one that's Insider trading on the stonks market. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's insider huge. trading. Huge the playing advantage. The stonks, the stonks market advantage. It's massive. That's what I'm going to be doing. And I'm just going to be looking at all the play testers purchase history. You need to follow everyone on Twitter. And then I'll know. Yeah, exactly. you got it. Yeah. So the, the my point is, um, is that I think that there is some advanced advanced knowledge 
Um, and I think that the, the, the problem with maybe putting this into a fair setup, I think this is the right way to put it, is um, because I don't think necessarily any of the Art of War guys are like playtesters, so we'll kind of like leave this out of the conversation. But let's just pick a pool of players. Let's say that there are 50 people who are at a certain level that can play competitively. Like, for example, last year, year before, the WTC team was stacked with just playtesters who knew the new edition of the game and not... Like, uh, which I think would have been a pretty good so advantage two that months was, leading. Okay, so that was the American team specifically going into the 2020 WTC. Um, exactly. I still did not think that that uh, team would have come top five. Okay, yeah, but that's because Regardless you don't think that, that the players knowledge. are very good. I, it's not I, in comparison. I, I, if I were to say yes, that makes it sound like I think they're dog shit. But in comparison to teams like Germany, Poland, Sweden, Spain, uh, even like maybe some more of the European nations like France these days, I think they would struggle. Just because I feel like game knowledge is not the biggest contributing factor to how well someone plays. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like I just wanted to bring it up because I think if you were to take it, let's just talk about an equal pool of skill. Let's say we got 50 players who are of an equal pool of skill. If you wanted to turn it into a sport, let's say, or you wanted there to be like a fair situation. And obviously I'm setting up a fake premise, so it's okay to challenge it and think that this is all shit. But if 10 of those 50 people, because they're of equal skill, right? They're of equal skill. 10 of those 50 people are picked to play ahead of time, like to, to know stuff ahead of time. When book lands, they've already got some liquefier dark technomancer racks ready to rock tournament day one like and they've also maybe had some reps with it maybe they haven't mm. but they've at least got the they've got the equipment ready someone to rock. mentioned in chat that that actually happened in aos like people that were play testers were turning up they, with they, fully they, painted yeah. armies well there's the there's the there is the i think the perfect example of uh of this this advantage being abused isn't there yeah. where the lead developer of Age of Sigmar, <coughs> brand new army, almost on day of release, and went five and zero at a tournament. Five yeah. and zero with an FAQ he had in his back pocket, but I that's a slightly that different just, situation. That just highlights that Age of Sigmar is not a real competitive game, though, is it? Really? <laughs> Fuck off, Logan. He's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I listen. If Robin Connors went to a tournament and fucking went three and two. I'd be I'd be impressed to be honest with you. Same. I'm listen, let alone five and oh. Listen, I think not happening I agree. in our fucking game, mate. Maybe in yours. <laughs> not in our I game. agree I agree with Tom. I agree with Tom um that uh and you that I think that like the um advantage that you necessarily get on a worldwide scale, or more importantly, the players that you want to pick are the people who are good because you want them to understand. But I think problematically at a top level if they're being paid, because we now we need to cycle back. When you're paying the people, these people now are getting money to orientate the game in maybe a way that they want, maybe a way that they don't want, and they also, so they're like doubling down, right? They're playing at a high level, potentially making coaching money, whatever, whatever money off the situation, and additionally, additionally, uh, getting paid by Games Workshop at the same time. And that advantage, I think, is... Now, it doesn't have to be significant, but if it's an advantage at all, I feel that's problematic. I feel that's problematic for, like, the veracity of a game. Like, it, and, it, uh, so, validity. I don't I don't even disagree with you. Like, it is it is a threat to competitive integrity, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's one that necessarily 
I would rather deal with if it means that we're going to have a worse game. I would, like, I would, I would, re- I would reactively deal with it. If we start seeing playtesters mm-hmm. continuously smashing everybody and what have you, then yeah, cool. To be honest with you as well, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm Games Workshop and I'm taking the competitive games a little bit more seriously. They're not actually taking it seriously. They're taking it a little bit more seriously. And my playtesters are turning up and smashing everybody in with new new codex. And everyone goes out and buys units from new codex. That's fucking great. Big thumbs. Big stonks. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I doubt they'll care. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think that they care. It's more the community and how like yeah. and that and that feels. I think that the idea that maybe they're getting paid in some way switches it up in my mind, mm. right? That switches it up in my mind. And also, and this is the the other problem as well, they're getting paid and we're not getting a good service for a turn. Like cuz that's our money, right? Like we're buying the miniatures, we're buying the books, and the books are coming out and and whether or not it be the playtesters or the system of playtesting, I think they we end up with something that just doesn't work, right? 40k stat center makes a really good point in that playtesters seem to come mostly from the ranks of organizing and influencers. Mm. But who knows? Because it's it's opaque for some reason. And that that's true. You know, they have currently some people that play test, I have no fucking idea why they're playtesting. Agreed. Same in Age of Sigma. We've got some fucking well, nuggets. I have like, no fucking it's probably because, so, it's, because, yeah. it's because the people at Games Workshop probably like those people and they want to be <laughs> mates with them. So it's a way of sliding into their DMs and that's probably why they're playtesters. Also, Whereas if really, you're an influencer... I do you getting... think playtesters should be people who aren't influencers. Yes. Yeah, well, if you also have no horse in a race, whereas these influencers, they have a horse that's in a race. It. So if they, want, if they wanted to couple... use it as an advantage, then they can do. I know whereas also people who are impartial don't use to. Who I would literally give them a book and tell them they could do anything with it that they wanted. In what way? For a couple of playtesters, but I would just let them run the game. Right. Okay. But the 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 point is is that like if I mean that some of them like if we're talking about like the quality of like if they're being paid you would want a quality service. But yeah. if we're paying people because Tom's point about we want good players playtesting is super valid because they're doing it for free. The minute that we pay them, we want a team who we know that they listen to. Because the problem is, I get influencer A or competitive gamer B. Like, I've got some tournament gamer who's smashing up every tournament ever. You like you ring him up. You're like, look, we need you to play test because you're just smashing it for us all day long. Like, every event you're at, you're smashing it. Will you play test for us? Can I yes. ask a question after this, by the way? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hold on. So, like, that's the guy you pick, right? You pick that guy. And that's fine. But then he's got, like, I think there's a problem there, like, because of advanced knowledge and other stuff, I think. It doesn't mean what everyone thinks. But ultimately, like, that's who they've gone to pick. But they might not necessarily trust that guy. Like, it's not that relationship of, I trust you, so I'll listen to you. Like, we have examples of people who haven't been listened to. We fed this back, they ignored us. We fed this back, then they ignored us. And so the key point is, is if they're paying them, then we can just fucking change it up. It doesn't have to be some guy they don't trust. It can be like employees. You six guys, you 12 women, whoever they are, you're out there playing. You play every weekend. You play at every tournament. You you get those reps in and you feed the information back to us. People know that you're the, the, the playtest team. They know that you're out there pushing stuff through. You know, three <laughs> days a week they're playing in the studio with stuff that hasn't been released. 
two days a week they're playing at tournaments crushing face like being that team who are like you know they throw a game or whatever because they don't need to get to the top because because you're paying them because the minute you pay the amateurs not the amateurs because they're they're way better 40k players than me some but like the minute you pay that group you immediately change the scope of the whole thing i think and you need to take that group of people who you trust because if they don't trust the influencers because the reason they choose the influencers is for the clout they choose every mm -hmm. influencer so mm -hmm. they don't badmouth them they like give them the book ahead of time which is worth loads of fucking money me and logan were talking about this earlier like he made a joke about it you want that day one click admec book this saturday every content creator got my ad book i got my admec book here's our battle report here's my here's my youtube review that's worth money to those people that's worth big money so of course there's a relationship and they don't want to lose that book so there's a there's a real issue there like a real issue for anyway that's that's where i'm at go on tom so yeah, so no. the question that i had very specifically was do you think this is more of an issue in aos than it is in 40k and the reason why i ask that is because you've you've referenced a few times how a playtester turned up just submitted a list on the day and then won won the uh, event or whatever right mm -hmm. we the concept of not having list submission deadlines is unheard of in 40k. Mm. So what has essentially happened is books dropped, playtesters turned up on the day it's been dropped and immediately smashed everyone with it with the FAQ in his back pocket. Whereas at least in 40k, you have the book dropping, then you have the um, uh, list submission deadline, and then you have a week to at least <laughs> learn what it does, mm -hmm. and then you play. I know we don't have the FAQ buffer that you like, and... <laughs> that you want to incorporate but at least you have some time to try and lend the book there so do you think it's less of an issue in 40k because of that and it is an aos go on Logan. no i've got a point after this go on answer because I'm um, <laughs> I, so so yeah like so age of sigma specifically has got like a very uh nepotistic problematic issue um like it like but like the thing is is i'm closer to that than i am to 40k i probably I think if we, like i think if i got closer i'd smell more shit like really simply and the problem is a lot of what i know or even communicate through is a is a bunch of other people in a lot of different ways and i think like if i knew the people like straight up like you'd be like because it's, it's it's all the same like i don't I, listen i don't give a fuck about anyone like grafting like you know you're out there and you're hustling i respect it good luck you, you to you thing, like yeah. grafting or grifting both <laughs> is the get point your paper, get your paper. <laughs> right I, I got no problem with that like i understand it and i know where they're at and that's fine i just think that uh opaqueness and the non-transparency might be an issue now people admit like because the only reason that we're hearing maybe people are getting paid is because it's a rumor like it's a maybe we don't even know that's true okay right? so so my point was going to be this right uh, in in um, esports related titles, if you are on the on the on the balance team, not the QA team, because I've seen a couple of people in the chat mention about you know QA and is different, blah blah blah. They're just there to look at, look for mechanical issues, and and it's a completely different thing from the the balance team, the the game design team, the the game directors. If you're if you're part of the balance, and you're you're pulling apart literally how this thing functions and you know, stretching it to the the furthest reaches of broken that you can, and seeing what that the the upper echelon of the power level of this book is, and you're involved with that. What I think should happen, because I want I want the right I want the people that are equipped to do that. 
involved in there. Do you know what I mean? There's some people that I know from you know previous podcasts I've worked on that I know are on games testing now, play testing now, and they are absolutely the sort of people that I want to be on play testing because they have they have brains like a steel trap and they just see things so quickly and they've got such great you know outside of the box thinking in terms of putting lists together and innovating stuff. They're the people that I want reading the book and having it for an amount of time of feeding back on it. Conversely, if we're worried about those people entering in tournaments and having an unfair advantage, just put a timed ban on them. Now, that's either you can't enter a tournament for a certain amount of time after a book that you worked on released, or you can't take that faction. Like, if a new yep. if Admet comes out, you're not allowed to go to a tournament and play Admet for the first month. You can't. You yeah. can't play Admet. Sorry. You just, you right. just fess up and you're like. Now, yeah, you might. You might know how to beat Admet. Cool, but that's a way different situation than I'm going to rock up with this list that no one else could have feasibly written because I've got six months worth of data in my brain and and uh, thinking things through that no one else is going to have. So I would very much be up for having the right people play test having the right people pull these books apart and try and work with Games Workshop to ensure that we get uh, a robust set of rules that hold up with interactions with all the other books and rules. Because we're only going to get more. We're only going to get more supplements. We're only going to get more of these campaign books. We're probably going to get some expansions in a year or so. And, you know, fuck knows. So I want to see people doing that. But then I also, I also need them to still be playing in tournaments so they know what they're talking about. Mm. If they're not allowed to take the book within the first month of its release, then that kind of mitigates that advantage for me. And I, I would personally feel comfortable with that. I don't know how anyone else would feel, but yeah. for me, I'd feel comfortable. Yeah, I think that, that's a good solution. And But that would only work if we know who the playtesters are. Which well, we I should mean, do. We should do, really, right? Because, mm. like, because like, that's fucked. Right? Now, now Gorka Morka's made an amazing point in the chat, and that's what kind of what I wanted to get to is because I think the idea of playing the playtesters is really important because Tom's immediate response was, they should. And I agree. I don't think a billion-pound company should be exploiting the labor of people who work hard. Yeah, you might be, uh, maybe you've got a coaching services or a Patreon or you're a content creator or whatever, but that's your job. Your job isn't then also playtesting, yeah, that you do for free. So they should pay them. But then when you pay them, now we're talking about okay, what are you paying them? And how much are you paying them? And how much work are they doing for you? And Gorka Morka's point, this is what I wanted to pivot to because I knew about this as well. So I wanted to like talk about it. In Magic, there's a thing called the Future Future League. They employ pro Magic players and known Magic personalities to get multiple points of view on a set. They each sign contracts with NDAs and are rotated paid employees. When you're in the Future Future League, you're not allowed to play competitively <coughs> as it's seen as an advantage. But you're mm. rotated out after a year and allowed to play in events Games Workshop need to do this. I think that something like that works because they have a fucking load of money. If, so, they're, starting, if they're starting to pay people, pay people properly. Do yes. the job well. That's what I'm saying. That well, works because Magic the Gathering doesn't release stuff in like factions. Yeah. It's, here's your, here's your, exactly. it's, it's almost like seasons of the game. Right? Yeah, they'll, they'll release almost like all the codexes at once. Yes, exactly. Here's, here's all of your codexes for this year. Here's all of your codexes for this year. Here's all, and and that, in that sense, you kind of do have to ban people because it's a blanket ban, basically. 
um, because they've had a hand in everything, you know, mm-hmm. which is why I, I, I am preferring the And the amount of money you'd have to pay someone to effectively give up their social hobby, which for most of us, it still is predominantly a social hobby for a year. I, I, are they going to pay that? They might do. I don't know if they care that They've much. They've got the magic, money to pay that, though. That's the magic, point. Magic is specifically a competitive endeavor, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no modeling or hobby aspect to, to magic. You're just buying cards and playing a card game, and that's it, you know? Whereas this, there's all these other aspects, and they care about them differently and, and what have you. So for me, they, I'm If they I'm had very in-house much... playtesters and they were working for Games Workshop... Um, they could just have all the models at Warhammer. <coughs> yeah, they just take yeah, that because like, it like... doesn't have to be. Like, oh no, again... sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't saying that the hobby aspect is something that hinders. Then I'm saying that the that Games Workshop putting all of that money into uh, playtesting salary when it's not the only thing that they have to worry about, as opposed to Magic, where literally the right, only other okay. thing they have to worry about is who's drawing the art for the cards. You know. Yeah. Um, is 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 a reason why I don't think it's a like for like comparison, um, and I I, I want to see these guys come to play in tournaments. It's cool, do you know what I mean? Like the same way that when I was growing up, um, I want to I, I went to Golden Demon and I wanted to meet Jervis Johnson and Abby Chambers. I wanted to meet um, you know the guys that I knew that painted for Heavy Metal. I think that would be kind of cool. Like yeah, I got to play the playtester guy. I beat the playtester guy. Like you know that's. That's really cool for a lot of people out there, and I'd like to see that. Actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to see them removed from competitive play because also being involved in competitive play is what generally gives them the insight to be able to effectively play test. So yeah, and I agree with that as well. Which is why I think, like, I think you could pay a group, like you mm. could pay a group who are just in the competitive play, like environment or scene. If you're paying people already, why not just go like? whatever maybe you're paying them penny so it doesn't fucking matter like which is let's be honest that's the most likely situation it's the most likely situation but once that occurs like i like i like because all these people who are work because i imagine being asked to be a playtester and take that work on must be a lot and it also must be upsetting seeing a book that you've fed back on you're like this is shit not Mm. being listened to Mm-hmm. and then it coming out in that that must be heartbreaking because there's no way that you play at that level that you're not passionate and care about the game in of itself and that's got to be really hard work for that group of people and i think that they need a load of love like that's my kind of point they need a load of love and i think just they're making a lot of money just pay and it doesn't have to be that group it can just be anyone like not anyone but you can pay a mm. load of people like Fuck! How much better would it be if people were pl- like playtesting Crusade for weeks and weeks and weeks? You know, they were just playing it through and playing it through and giving feedback. You'd be like, "Cool." I mean, what does it cost? You could hire like I don't know they probably pay like thirty grand, so you could hire like I don't know five or six people for a couple of hundred grand a year, which they clear, and you end up with like a much more robust game, mm. and you end up with a more fun game. And that's just kind of where like the the problem solving end of it kind of goes to. Well, if we're paying people. Fucking pay them properly and get it done right is where I'm at. Like that's kind of my final takeaway. Has anyone got any like follow up thoughts on the whole process? No, I agree. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I think that some transparency in in the community. In yeah. It just in general as well. Like one of the things that I really like in in other you know esports and games dev is 
actually having some kind of feedback in terms of the direction of the game development. So rather than just putting out an FAQ in a errata, it would be nice if there was some kind of explanation behind it from the rules writers or or the people that are playtesting so they could kind of explain what issues they're trying to address, maybe how they want the faction to perform, and maybe it's not doing this, so we're going to do that, and we're trying to edge it in this direction. Um, you know, stuff like that I think would be useful as well. Like I said, just the more transparency, the better, um, as mm. long as it's obviously, you know, even financial transparency, because I'm a shareholder, so I, I, I get to see all of that anyway. So it, it makes no sense that there's no transparency in the other issues. I think um, just to be more transparent is, uh, yeah, something, yeah would be definitely good and particularly in terms of playtesters because some some scuttlebutt that i heard is that they did a Tyrion where they they told different groups of playtesters well they sent different groups of playtesters different versions of the codex or something like that to see uh, if they could identify who was leaking stuff oh yeah definitely. that was the rumor that i heard so they'd, they'd save themselves all that kind of shit exactly. if they were, if everything yeah. was just out in the open they wouldn't need mm. to do any of that kind of shady stuff that's true that's true um, Tom, you got any final thoughts on this? No, nah, I kind of made my point directly at the start. I mean, you guys just kind of ran with yours, and I just sat here like sculpting whatever the fuck these bikes are. I had a great time. Good. That's, that's <laughs> nice. You enjoyed the Logan conversation, is what you did. I enjoyed the conversation. Also, all the points that I was going to make, Logan just made for me, and I was like, oh, cool, nice. <laughs> it kind of works. Well, that works. That works for us all. Okay. Easy. Yeah, easy. Like, I, I mean, ultimately, like, I don't think it's a major deal. Like, Havocus says in the chat, does Games Workshop care about a robust fair game? No. Uh, look how much Dark Elder player base increased. Great point. Look how much that stuff is sold out. Good point. It's not like the game is going to get uh, less people playing in any way, shape, or form. Uh, mm. I think complaining about it achieves nothing, ultimately. Um, but I think at least, uh, like, fr from a person-to-person -person perspective, I think it would be nicer to know that some of the people who maybe we interact with at events maybe have some form of advantage or whatever. You know, I think that, that would be nice to know. It's, it's all customer service, right? They only are going to address something if it reaches a point at which they feel like it negatively impacts, you know. And shit like the Drukari win rate, I feel, has reached a point at which the noise is loud enough that they're going to care. Whereas other stuff, you know, the game just not working in certain areas or just being put together in a shit way or, you know, what have you. And unless, unless they can work out a, a cost versus return situation going into a new, like old terrain rules, for example, a perfect example. They were fucking dog shit for years and years and years. Didn't really do anything to fix them until we got to a new edition and they tried. At least they tried, God bless them. Um, terrain rules but people have been shouting about terrain rules for ages and they didn't fix them didn't change anything but when they're willing to put the, the money into R&D for a new edition then it happens so I feel like yeah for them it's like a customer service thing unless it's unless it's enough noise to reach that kind of critical mass level of it negatively impacting the community um, then yeah they, they, they probably don't really kind care of like much, a car right you can, you can deal with it being a little bit fucked where you just have to like patch every so often yeah but exactly. unless it's like completely fucked you just won't replace it or fix it like yeah. the actual underlying issue yeah yeah it's true <laughs> i don't can i ask a question like and I, I don't want it this this is just a bit left field do you think that's a bit of like a bloke setup because there's a lot of blokes you know like you know when you live with a girl and you're like yeah fucking blokes we're, hoover, everything. we're hoovering we're hoovering this every day like yeah. that seems like a lot man like yeah. 
I've got to change my pants every day. Really? <laughs> every day. Oh. Every day. Can I not so, just rotate the socks around? Like, it passed the, the smell test. Why do I need a fresh pair? <laughs> like Come every on. day. I just, I just wonder maybe if there were a couple of girls on the dev team, they might be like, it's more about maintenance, guys, than it is necessarily about yeah. being reactive. It's like you it's clean just a up. good habit to get into. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's that lady on Netflix who's like, this brings me joy? Um, oh, the uh, I, I, that's, a, that's a, I doesn't really narrow it down. When there is, there's on a Netflix. lady, and she's she, like her whole the whole Netflix show is about like cleaning her. Yeah, this sparks joy. Her whole thing is about cleaning the house. Uh, Mary Kondo, uh, thank you very oh, much. Mary Kondo. Boy, can't do, yeah? Like, so. <laughs> throw, throw it all out. Throw out all the books. We don't need fucking 37 factions. We just only, need... only digital editions of Mary Kondo, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so I just think they maybe need to hire her. Need to get that in the room. Get that energy. More maybe. women is great anyway, in general. You know, Agreed. It just might bring it. Maybe we'll end up with a, some better business practices because of that inclusion. I just kind of think of that. Mainly because I'm thinking about myself and the pots I haven't washed for two days. So I'm like, yeah, if there was a girl, I'd have to do that, I think. Yeah. Um, right. Well, that's it. That's it. Unless anyone's got any questions in the chat. I see the chat has made some amazing points. I've been keeping up with it. We've all been replying and commenting. Yeah. So thank you for a really lively conversation, which I think has been really valuable. Um, probably ultimately fruitless. <laughs> like, I guess, please, I find it. It was fun for an hour and a half. You know, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, it's been it's been really good. Uh, <laughs> apps that work spark joy. War mistress, I agree with that completely. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Nick, you got any final thoughts on anything we've talked about today? Oh God, uh, not really. No, I think we, yeah, my brain's a bit frazzled. Okay. All right. uh, what about you for doing Nick in your new persona? Yeah, I know, right? You've been sorry. Yeah, yeah, I should I should go on a long monologue now, shouldn't I? Do I yeah. go on long monologues? Yeah, you monologue a lot, Rob. Fuck. You do entire shows monologuing when you're on your own. You literally monologue for an hour every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Um, uh, Logan, you got any throwaway comments? Any final bits? Um, dark Technomancer liquefiers are fucked and they need to be patched immediately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To be better. No. <laughs> I didn't want them to be better. They I bought loads. Fucked. Oh, I wish I could. I've got two boxes of racks I found. Um, and I've, I keep messaging people being like, hey, do you want these? They're sold out. <laughs> Guys, there's some fucking amazing 3D printed coven stuff. Out so there, much but... good stuff. So amazing. much good stuff. Yeah, uh, Tom, you got any thoughts? Any anything you're up to? Yeah, I'm just, you well, I'm, I'm I'm not really, but I'm still waiting for the chat to find me a more competitive environment than the WTC. I'm, I'll I'll sit in here for another hour after we're finished streaming. Can I play at James Workshop, bro? Yeah, James well, Workshop, I, bro. Can I play at James okay. Workshop? Right. When John comes and just demolishes all of you at James Workshop, then we'll talk. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's throwing down. John, go over to James Workshop, which is Nick's uh, hive yeah. of 40k. Uh, Nick's like boss fight area. It's like Nick's hell in a cell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Shot Dub says, what do you guys think if they make the FAQs only available in the next codex that's available? For example, the Drakari FAQ would only be available in the AdMech. What? I'd, I'd fucking riot. Yeah, I hate that. I hate what that. kind of paid... That's like... That's horrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> All right, I, well. I already I already have to buy too many books to make my book work. I don't like I don't want to buy a book that's a completely different faction as well 
to make just to book. make my book work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right, so um, it's been uh, a congrats pleasure Congrats to John Lennon for winning the tournament the other day, though, with Ultramarines. Oh, yeah, he did. With Ultramarines, that was actually impressive. That was pretty good. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah it was. It was, like, it was just six dreadnoughts that get to move before uh, before first turn and blow the yeah. fuck out of Drukari boats, turn yeah. one. Good list. I like it. It was smart. Well, I, I can't wait for the admec to be giga-fucked. I just want everyone to know that if Dragoons... They're not going to be... How about I really that? Not. How I'm about really if I just get not. Dragoons? Can Dragoons just be gigafucked? That's all I want. They're so cool. Chicken Lancets. I, I, I actually think Admech will come out and they'll be worse than they were before. Yeah. Uh, you, what, you think they'll be worse? No! Because games they're, they're so massively targeting you, Rob. They're so massively dependent on like aura buffs and stuff like that that I can see them being worse. And also, they're going to lose at least eight stratagems. Um, you better hope they're the shit ones that you don't care about. The only ones I care about is plasma on my riser boys, and I've already seen that strat yeah. still there. So that's that that plus one damage. I'm 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 all about. Um, everyone thinks Abbott's going to be worse, but then there's also yeah. orcs. I've seen all of the. See, we're talking about stonks. I've seen a lot of <laughs> orcs being built, specifically orc buggies. Specifically, orc they're all buggies. playtesters. We're just ready in preparation for that new book to just drop. Weird, right? There's no advantage yeah. there apart from knowing to buy a bunch of orc buggies and paint them up. No advantage. I, it was really funny when I was listening to um, the FLG podcast at uh, the end of last year. Line. And uh, yeah, frontline. And uh, and Reese was building a Dark Angels army <laughs> two months before the book came out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the funny thing that he said on that show. I don't know if it's the same one, but he was like, because it was when the when they got the FAQ to give them all transhuman. Yeah. He said, oh, but it's fine because they don't have obsec. Yeah. <laughs> and they haven't got much mobility either, the poor guys, you know, apart from an entire part of the codex that's got ridiculous mobility. But yeah, it's all good. Anyway, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you three on the Spy Center, and it's been great next week and next. Spicy. Uh, spicy. Uh, it's been some fun stuff, plagiarism. Um, uh, and rumours uh, galore it's been a delight, if you enjoy this 40k Spy Center please leave comments on YouTube uh, and let your local community know about it, thanks to everyone for joining us live thank you to everyone listening to the podcast, please stay hydrated thanks to all the YouTube thugs and of course thanks to everyone on Patreon, you guys have been great uh, have you guys got any shout outs? I'd normally ask this, you guys you don't have to shout anyone out um, uh, shout out to Henry Cavill because oh, apparently wow. he's a big fan of the show is he? Uh, yeah. that's what I heard uh, that's what I heard yeah, nice. report, reported he, to he me wa- earlier today. Henry Cavill is a big fan of the show. He, he watches it on his tablet in the gym, thinking, damn, I wish I could look like those guys. Wish I looked like Tom. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I was doing rehab. Henry! Your Warhammer uh, player lower back. Henry, post some more minis on your Instagram, please. Yeah. It's, it's good for you. It makes us look cool to women yeah and that <laughs> it, is it very much help. appreciated by me yeah so please do it more uh you know and and building pcs all of that stuff all of that stuff that Maybe we're doing first, please. you know oh yeah you know yeah. it would be nice to see a picture of your setup with like multiple monitors and uh rgb keyboard as well so when women come to my house they don't think there's something wrong with me so do that as well <laughs> uh it, it all helps thank you henry Appreciate you, my guy. Best, best Superman as well. He's still my Superman. That delivery was fantastic, by the way. Very good. Tell me Very good. Oh, and one last oh. thing as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This weekend, if you're interested in competitive Street Fighter, there's a really cool event happening in London, uh, sponsored by Red Bull, because, you know, real big sponsors 
for that. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Red Bull Kumite, and it's going to be on the Red Bull Twitch channel, uh, Street Fighter, on Saturday and Sunday, um, coming nice. from London. What, I'm not working on it because they don't like me, but um, no. it's all oh. weekend, basically. Yeah. Well, that's good. But it'll be a really good event. Loads of, loads of my friends are working on it, so it's going to be great. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Tom, uh, anything from you? No. Nice, perfect. All right, well, yep. uh, the you guys, if you want to watch Competitive Age of Sigmar, there is... <laughs> A day of live streaming yeah. on Sunday. Um, uh, from, Fuck yeah. that! Well, list show tomorrow. The band phase is up. Band phase is up, Logan. I the love band that phase shit. is done on Monday. Cool. You like it? We're doing it for 40k soon. Doing it for yeah. 40k soon. That's going to be fucking wicked. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to shout all, out everyone in the chat. You're all great. Thanks very much. Oh, I'll go raid Good someone chat. now. Let's go, let's go do the raid thing. Uh, Where's my that's... guy? Painting man. Where is he? Who? Uh, who? Duck the Guts? Was... Yeah. Duck Where guts is he? Is... Duck Guts is the one. <laughs> <Can we, laughs> do we get Red Bull to sponsor the arena? Nah, they won't. They won't sponsor it. Um, because I don't drink any. So what would I do? What would just I go do? for like Monster or something. Rob only drinks water. He'll only accept. <laughs> a from, uh, <laughs> what, what's a like Yorkshire water or something? I'm fucking no. get oh, do you know what? Let's, let's go raid like the Alliance Open. Those are, they're cool guys. Let's go raid those guys. The Highland uh, Spring Seasports Arena. Lovely. Oh my yeah. <laughs> Right, uh, we go for a raid. Uh, ask them for some tufts. Uh, they're European, though, so be cautious. You guys look after yourselves. Thanks to my three co-hosts. You guys have been brilliant, and it's been really fun talking with you. Thank you. Talk Always you a soon. pleasure. Thanks, everyone.